the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. With former Blues superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by our guy, Jeremy Rutherford. He's the Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. JR, how you doing today, my man? Doing well. Uh, tune out the uh, Ryan O'Reilly Zoom call here. Talk to you guys. How you doing? Uh, we're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I would expect no less, JR. I mean, uh, this Ryan O'Reilly guy seems like he's okay, but we're the big deal around here. Exactly. That's what I just told him on the call. Uh, by the way, it does appear, and let's pass this along to the audience, that Colton Pareko is skating today out at Centene Community Ice Center. He was with Group A, so he was on the ice earlier today. What did you make of all of this yesterday, JR, with Colton Pareko and Robert Bortuzzo not being available on the ice? Yeah, I just think it's what we uh, should expect. It's going to be a couple guys sprinkled in on each team. Uh, throughout the league, you saw what happened with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They had to hold nine guys back just because of, you know, secondary uh, chance that they have uh, been around somebody with uh, the, the virus. So, you know, I think with the St. Louis Blues, we found out a week ago that they canceled practice and they had some positive tests. So we knew that there were going to be some guys who were still quarantining for that 10-day period uh, leading up to the camp. And we can't say, you know, for sure that that's what uh, Robert Bortuzzo and Colton Braco are doing, uh, but we can surmise. So I just think it was to be expected. And, and like the team said, they'll be back on the ice soon, Pareko today, and, and perhaps uh, Bortuzzo soon. JR, uh, the guy's back on the ice. This is day two. Uh, we realize that some guys had some informal workouts, some small group sessions over the last couple of weeks. But overall, what's your sense and how these guys feel where they're at physically right now? Yeah, just uh, really the only contact we have with them are these Zoom calls, and, and that's uh, what we felt like the uh, contact with the players would be. And so yesterday it was Alex Petrangelo. Today it's Ryan O'Reilly. And uh, what they're telling us is that they feel good. And, and Alex Petrangelo said yesterday that he skated up to somebody on the team and, and said, gosh, we look good. Uh, they just felt like uh, the physical uh, getting back on the ice, the physical part of it, and also the mental part of it, was there from day one. Now, obviously, it's going to be rusty. Obviously, it's going to get better as they go along. But that's good to hear, you know, if you're a Blues fan listening to uh, the players because you just didn't know how they were going to return after being off the ice for about uh, four months. So, again, only day one, day two, however you want to look at it. Uh, But these guys feel like they're picking up where they left off. Do you think that there's going to be a little while before they feel totally comfortable on the ice together? I saw yesterday uh, Jordan Bennington said, you know, he, he still feels like he needs to wear his mask at times whenever he's around these guys <laughs> because of how close they are. 
How long do you think it'll be before they get comfortable in this, in these situations again? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little while. And, you know, Riv is so used to the uh, the locker room scene. And, you know, as reporters, we're in there too. And guys are, uh, you know, ribbing each other and fist bumping. And, you know, listening to the players yesterday on the Zoom, there just isn't that right now. You know, the stalls are kind of separated. Uh, I think Jordan Bennington said some of the players are wearing masks in the locker room. And, you know, they're not coming in and, and high-fiving and doing those types of things. So, you know, I don't want to say that they'll get comfortable because, you know, they get to the hub city, you're still going to have a lot of restrictions. But I think probably what they're going through right now after a few days, a week, two weeks, will start to feel somewhat normal to them. And at least they can operate uh, under those conditions. Now, JR, yesterday uh, Doug Armstrong mentioned in his, his Zoom call that, you know, he's really, him personally anyways, he's not really concerned about where they end up with this round robin. They want to get that exhibition game un, under their belts and then get a few more, you know, important games under their belts, but that it's really not that big of a deal. Now, that's some GM gamesmanship. I understand that. Uh, in your opinion, who would be the best opponent for the Blues in the first round? Yeah, I'm actually working on a story about that. should be up at the Athletic uh, later this week because you know they're going to have that round robin and play the Colorado, the Vegas, and the Dallas. But then they're going to get the winner of uh, one of those play-in series. And, you know, who do they stack up against? Well, you know, Nashville is a team that they had uh, a lot of trouble with uh, this year. Uh, You look at Dallas. Dallas is a team that they they had success against. So, you know, I I would think that uh, sometimes the Blues can have trouble with speed. You see it against, you know, one of the best in the game, McDavid. Uh, you see it when he play, they play a Colorado uh, with a McKinnon. So, you know, maybe a team that has those types of guys you're a little bit uh, fearful of. But, but I think when the Blues play their game, and uh, we've seen it with the defense, when they play physical, when they, when they close those gaps, I think the Blues can play with anybody. So, you know, it, it's hard to pick out a team because what's going to happen, you guys know this, is uh, the team that they're going to play is coming off that first that first round win, play and win. And so uh, they're going to have some momentum. They're going to be on top of their game and the rest is probably going to be off. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, for a a team like the blues that's played in that round Robin, it's going to be hard to get those competitive uh, juices going and match a team that's already played a series. Uh, But uh, any of those teams, I I think that uh, the blues could have success against. Speaking of guys that are going to look to have some success in the playoffs, we automatically isolate Jordan Bennington, for me, Alex Petrangelo, and I think overall Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, in talking about Jordan Bennington specifically, and I don't know if you've had a chance to catch up with him yet, if he's had the uh, the Zoom call with everybody, but you know, how hard do you think it is for the goalie right now to get his timing back? It's one thing for the players, and it might be, you know, choppy out there. The passes may not be as crisp or the speed may not be as good. They can deal with that, but you can't deal with a goalie that's not making saves. So I'm just wondering if he's, you know, trying to do something specific to get himself up to, well, gosh, playoff speed. Yeah, he was actually asked that question specifically yesterday in the Zoom and, uh, you know, didn't really give a, a detailed answer or really any insight into what he's doing specifically to get him up to speed. I remember I talked to him a couple months ago uh, during the pause and, and we were talking about uh, the Stanley Cup anniversary and I asked him, you know, how it is for a goaltender and he said, that, you know, I'll be fine, you know, just doing my thing here. And uh, then yesterday when he was asked on the Zoom, he said really that just keep the body moving. Like that's really all he could be doing, whether it was go for a walk, go for a ride, 
uh, go for a bike ride, uh, you know, just those types of things. But you're right in terms of seeing shots, and maybe you can see shots. Maybe you got a guy living in your hometown who can come whip some at you, but they're still not NHL shots. So, you know, he gets to St. Louis, takes some shots. Now he's got the team on the ice uh, for training camp. You know, the goalies are especially uh, going to need these two weeks. We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford. He's our Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. JR, I wanted to ask you about Vladimir Tarasenko. He was kind of the the story of the day yesterday, returning to the ice for the Blues as he gets ready to return officially in game form. What do you think is realistic for us to expect from him? Should, should we expect Vlad Tarasenko, the guy that we've seen in previous years when he's been healthy? Well, you heard Doug Armstrong yesterday, and he said that uh, he, he was just really impressed with Tarasenko on the first day of camp. He said, you know, that guy looks like he could just score goals at will. And, and obviously that's a GM excited that, you know, one of his big pieces is back on the roster. They activated him uh, from the IR. So, you know, he looks good. He has uh, told people around him, we haven't spoken to uh, to Vlad yet, but he's told people around him that the, the shoulder feels great. Craig Ruby talks about what great uh, shape it looks like he's in and the smiles on his face. You know, I think one thing with Vladimir Tarasenko, you know, it's not that he ever takes the great game for granted, but uh, there have been times where he missed a couple games in a row and you could just see it in his in his face and his eyes. You could hear it in his voice when he came back. He, he missed the game. He missed hockey. And so this is the longest stretch he's certainly been out uh, probably in his career here. Uh, so you can you can probably sense there's going to be some hunger there for Vladimir Tarasenko. What can we expect? You know, it, it'd be you know fine for me to sit here and say, hey, this guy's going to uh, bounce back and be the type of player that we've seen in the past, but I just don't think we can say that yet. We have to be honest. He's been basically hasn't played an NHL game since uh, October. That's a long time. I think it's going to take him some time, but it appears that he's put himself in, in pretty good uh, position to succeed. All right, JR, enough about the players here. Uh, I want to redirect some of this conversation to the Chief. You were at the rink yesterday, at the rink today, and certainly, um, actually, no, you weren't at the rink, but uh, (laughs) Craig Berube, how important is he going to play in this whole situation? Because, yeah, it's one thing for the players to, you know, get back into shape, get back, get used to each other. But it's a whole other challenge for a coach to come in and go from zero to 100 to where guys haven't been doing anything, and now the expectations are of Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, I think he went from zero to 100 yesterday, though. That was, uh, from all accounts, uh, some barking from the Chief. I asked Doug Armstrong a couple of days ago, I did a Q&A with him, and I said, you know, Chief strikes uh, people as uh, as a guy who's just raring and, and ready to go. And he said, yeah, but, you know, Chief, he's an even-keeled guy. Um, I think the coaching is going to be as important as anything in this return. I, I really do. I mean, it's all settled on the ice. I understand that. But, you know, uh, Craig Berube has to have a good game plan in terms of ramping these guys up. And we listened to Alex Petrangelo yesterday. He said the coaching staff has done a great job of listening to the players in terms of, you know, what's the pace here? What's the speed? How fast do we go early on in camp? And so I think that's the first part, listen to the players. But that, then in terms of making the players realize early on how important it is to play well. I think that's going to be a, you know, not a hard job, but I think it's, it's something that's going to take some uh, nuance from, from Craig Ruby, but he's shown that he's really uh, adept at that in the past. And I wouldn't expect anything different out of him. JR, last question that I've got for you. 
We've got to take your pulse every time that we have you on. How, how confident are you at this point that this is going to be able to not just get started, but to be finished? And we're going to award somebody with the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling more optimistic. I really am. Uh, you know, we got to get through, through these two weeks. Uh, but I think if when you listen to some of these guys, Alex Petrangelo, Ryan O'Reilly, they, they tell you that they feel like the NHL has done a lot to make them feel safe. And if the players feel safe, they're more up close to it uh, than I am. We are. Uh, so, so I think that if these guys can behave these two weeks and get to the hub city, maybe even have a positive test or two in the hub city, you pull those guys out, you get your negative tests and you get them back in there. You know, we've all heard the term mini outbreak. They can't have any of those. Uh, but as this gets ramped up and, and as these teams report and, you know, we, we don't see these numbers uh, shoot up, I think there's a real good chance. He's Jeremy Rutherford. Find his work over on The Athletic. You can hear him basically each and every day right here on 101 ESPN and always follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. JR, we always appreciate the time, my man. We'll talk with you again next week, okay? All right. Thanks, boys.